You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Locked On Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade. Joined as always by my co-host, David Drogemeyer, and we started covering the Chargers over five seasons ago doing our own Facebook Live show, Chargers Domination Live. I write for the LA Football Network, and now this is our fourth season as the host of the Locked On Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. What's up, guys? Welcome into the show. A special thank you for everyone checking out the show for the first time. We have a good one in store for you. We're going to start the show today by talking about Daniel Popper and a couple other reporters reporting that the Chargers season ticket sales are soaring right now and just surpassing everything that they had when they were in San Diego over the last 20 years. So we'll talk about how much we're buying into it. What could be drawing people to the stadium in this season that maybe they didn't have in years past and much more. But in segments two and three, we're going to get into some voicemails. We love when you guys contribute to the show. We haven't gone into any of them in a while. So today we're going to be talking about where Justin Herbert would land. If we're talking about who has the best arm in the NFL, we'll talk about if we can talk everyone into being okay with the Chargers, you know, in tight games late because this time they're actually going to come through with it and so much more. Who's going to have the most highlights this season? A lot of good voicemails on today's show, David. So let's go ahead and get into it. Actually, before we get started, to make sure you guys never miss an episode, make sure to go follow the show wherever you get your podcasts from. You can find the Locked On Chargers podcast there. But one of the things that came out Chargers-wise today, David, that I didn't think I was going to see were reports from Jeff Miller and Daniel Popper are two people that I saw it from, but what it said was, according to the team, the Chargers have already blown past the average season ticket sales from their final 20 seasons in San Diego. From 1996 to 2016, the Chargers averaged 45,611 season ticket sales per season at Qualcomm Stadium, which had a capacity of 70,651. They say they are beyond the number of season ticket sales for 2021 at SoFi, which has a regular season capacity of 70,240, a nearly identical size. So, obviously, Dave, this doesn't come out for no reason, right? And if you're the Chargers, you can't really just be like, hey, we're doing great, right? I mean, coming (laughs) out through reporters, and this is something that you want out there, right? And it's kind of tough just because we know that the Chargers have taken a lot of grief for not having fans, right? And when the stadium is filled, it's filled with opposing fans. And now they're saying, you know, it's better than it ever was in San Diego. First, I just want to say, I can't believe Qualcomm seated more people than SoFi Stadium. I mean, that is an upset. I did the not Cement think Palace, that. baby. Yeah, I mean, I did not think it was bigger. I mean, even though it's obviously pretty much the same, but that surprised me. Either way, David, how much are you buying into this? Not very much. I want to be quite honest with you. I mean, and uh, the you biggest reason go salty. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I know. I know. I'm going to get some of this. I, I know it. I, I really, I already do. But here's the fact of the matter: the reason why nobody out there has a PlayStation Five is because there's scalpers. Okay, they go out there and they buy a bunch of them and then they resell them for double and triple the value. That, to me, is exactly what's happening with these Chargers season tickets. I mean, think about it. SoFi is basically opening. You know, this is their grand opening after last year not having any fans. So this is going to be a lot of people's introduction to this stadium, which is supposed to be state-of-the-art, which is supposed to be absolutely gorgeous. I mean, you know, Daniel, you've been there, right? 
Oh, yeah. It's pretty incredible. I mean, it is a modern Marvel without question. But also, I mean, L.A. is a tourist destination. People want to come visit here. People want to come watch games here. I just, I'll believe it when I see it, to be honest. I mean, and I just don't know if those ticket sales are Charger fans. And that is going to be, for me, the biggest thing I am going to be looking for when the Chargers actually strap it up and they're playing on Sundays when it counts. Well, I think the hard thing about this specifically, and it could be that, right? I mean, with StubHub, we found out in like 10 seconds that they had sold it out, but a lot of that was for the resale market. And those teams were, and those companies buying those tickets were selling them to the highest bidder. And in a place like LA, right? The event is a team coming to LA that doesn't normally come to LA, right? When you get the Steelers or the Packers or whatever the case is. I mean, it still happens with the Broncos and things like that, too, who come every season. But that's the event. Like, it's hard to be the event in Los Angeles if you're something that's there every week and you're competing against all of the other sports franchises that are in L.A. that are more established than the Chargers. So, yes, I mean, when you see SoFi Stadium and how big it is compared to StubHub and then think back to what that stadium looked like at times, it is a little bit hard to take this, you know, 100% as the truth. I think they have to say this, and I do think it could be a lot better, and I hope it's a lot better. I mean, I hope that for the Chargers players' sakes, that when they go out there, that it feels like a home stadium, right? Because I don't like to hear those jokes as much as anyone else. But as far as, of course, but I mean, there was pretty good reasoning. Daniel Popper of The Athletic, which you should subscribe to if you don't already, had some thoughts about that matter specifically. And basically what he said is Fred Moss who is at the Chargers chief of staff said, these are the reasons why so many people are buying them now compared to before society's opening up again after a pandemic and football fans are itching to get back into venues for live games. Very true. Yeah. Fans becoming more familiar with SoFi and everything the stadium has to offer. Nah. Maybe some and of that then three, the excitement surrounding the football product from Justin Herbert to Joey Bosa to Brandon Staley, the synergy of all those things has sort of coalesced and came together, and we've been very fortunate, Moss said. So we're just going to keep it up. So the the on-the-field product, we don't know what their record is going to be and things like that. Yeah, we don't even know what that's going to look like, right? Sure, and we don't even know what it would have looked like last year, you know, if they had been really bad in so far, if they would have lost fans, or if they started getting hot towards the end, even though they were out of the playoffs already, if, if fans would have started pouring in more. But... I do think it is a spectacle to have guys like Derwin James, to have guys like Justin Herbert, especially like people could go, even if you're not a Chargers fan, just to go see Justin Herbert after the season, right? He no question. an event in his own right. Plus, now you have Brandon Staley, who if any random you know, casual fan had watched a Brandon Staley press conference, they might be more inclined now to go to the stadium and actually watch a game in person. I do think the Chargers do have a younger fan base, and I do think some of the older fans who were more likely to go to games were in San Diego and, you know, were definitely not trying to make that commute. So I do think that is a battle that they're fighting there. I do think it could be a lot better, David, and I do agree that people are itching to get back to sporting events, and I think that is a big part of it. And as far as the -the on-the-field product, you have people, players, and coaches – that people are going to want to come watch. 
Yes. I mean, hey, I think we all can understand wanting to get out there and experience life again. I mean, 2020 was a difficult year. I mean, for everybody. I mean, I worked all the way through it, but there were some obvious challenges that we all had to deal with. We had the masks. We had all this. I'm not going to get into it, but it was definitely an impediment. Okay, you couldn't really go out there and live your life. Things are starting to open up a little bit more. Things are starting to get a little bit more back to normal. And, hey, what's more normal than going to a football game and watching your favorite team? I mean, that that's a slice of normalcy that I think everyone is definitely killing for. So I think there is an aspect of that that might be contributing to this. But I don't think that it's the entire story. And I do agree with you that a lot of the older fans were probably in San Diego. And, you know, I just still don't like the fact that they alienated that. They should have been more inclusive with that. And I feel like, you know, their numbers would look a li- would look even better than they do now. But, hey, that's neither here nor there. But, yes, they have an incredible young core of players on both sides of the ball uh, at all three levels on the defense. They invested heavily on the offensive line. We expect the product to look much better. We like the direction of the leadership. We like everything that we're hearing. So, yes, there's a lot of things to be excited about, but we still have to see them go out there and win, Daniel. I mean, that is ultimately what is going to put butts in seats in Los Angeles is when the Chargers go out there and they win, and they win consecutively and consistently. Yeah, for sure. And, I mean, when the Chargers went 12-4, and won a playoff game in 2018, it didn't seem like it had a huge impact on the 2019 crowd at StubHub, but consistent extended success is definitely something that they need. I mean, you're going up against storied franchises in Los Angeles, and that's the other thing about this. It's not like the Chargers are coming off of a winning season, right? Like, hey, if they had made a deep playoff run last year, maybe I'd be able to think a little bit more freely that maybe it is going to fill up a lot more, and we see the power of Chargers fans, whether it's fan voting, whether it's just social media and getting behind causes of other Chargers fans. We know you're out there. Chargers fan base is incredible in a lot of ways. And I mean, they're out there and it is a strong fan base. I think they are a little spread out too. Maybe that plays a factor. And SoFi Stadium, like you said, it is a modern marvel. I don't have a single bad thing to say about the stadium. I mean, it is worth going just to check the place out it is such a cool stadium i don't know if that's why people are going to the game i think they're going to watch the chargers obviously but i think yeah we're just gonna have to reserve kind of our thoughts on it for the most part until we see it i want it to happen i just don't think that by getting this report coming out on wednesday that it means it is going to happen for sure Chargers. also excited to see what fan fest is going to look like too i mean both of us are going to be there and we're going to see what the response is going to look like there i think that might be the first glimpse of what it might look like and even if that's not full i mean it doesn't necessarily mean it's not going to be a better turnout for an actual game but yeah i'm excited to see all the fans out there and i think if you're going to fan fest you do have you know a really hardcore kind of fandom of the team and i'm excited to hang out with you guys over there at sofi stadium but that is going to wrap things up for this segment we still have two more to get into so coming up after this we're going to be getting into some voicemails from you guys excited that you guys had a chance to contribute to the show today so coming up after this we'll talk about if the chargers can change their late game fortunes which of the chargers offensively and defensively are going to come up with the most highlights and where justin herbert would finish in an arm strength competition in the nfl and we're going to get into that Coming up right after this, but first, if you guys aren't using rockauto.com for any kind of auto part that you need, you're doing it wrong, because not only is it going to be the cheapest place you're going to find, I mean, whether you're a daily driver or a mechanic, everybody gets the same low price 
with rockauto.com, but you just get to bypass so many of the inconveniences that come along with needing a part for your car. I mean, you have to go search different chain storefronts and go up to the guy at the counter and have him look up a part just so we can tell you that it'll get it shipped to you in three weeks. So have fun not having your car for three weeks. Instead, stay home, go to rockauto.com. I'm not a big car guy, but I've been able to go on there, type in the type of car that I have, and in just a few easy clicks, I'm checking out and I'm getting it sent right to my house. But make sure you guys go to rockauto.com to see all the parts they have available for your car or truck, and make sure you write locked on in there, how did you hear about us, box, so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, visit rockauto.com. All right, David, well, it's time to get into some voicemails. It's been a little while. We've had a ton of training camp content to get into, and I'm sure we'll have much more from training camp coming back up tomorrow. But I did want to get to kind of some side stories that are going on right now with the Chargers. And I want to start here with somebody who left us a ton of voicemails. But, Zach, we went with the most recent one. Let's hear what super fan Zach has for us this week. Hey, guys. Zach from Florida here. So I think we're going to get a lot of highlight makers this season. But this might be a hard question, but who do you think is going to give us the most highlights? you got a lot of good options. On the offense, it could be Herbert, Eckler, Keenan Allen, or Mike Williams. On the defense, you could have someone like Joey Bosa or Derwin James or even Michael Davis. But also, you could go with a younger guy like Kenneth Murray or Josh Palmer. So we'd love to know your thoughts and both up. So this is a good question, David, because it's not even necessarily who's going to be the best player, even though maybe that goes hand in hand a lot of times, but who is the most exciting player? So I think on offense, it's obviously Justin Herbert, right? Just because, hey, a Keenan Allen highlight could also be a Justin Herbert highlight. For sure. A Mike Williams highlight can also be a Justin Herbert highlight. It kind of has to be. Yeah, and in some ways, I mean, hey, it could be them catching a really bad throw, right, and bailing Justin Herbert out. But sure. for the most part... He's going to be the guy. If I was going to go secondary market on that one, I think I would go with Austin Eckler just because it just seemed like when he was getting touches in the past for the Chargers, you always knew there was going to be a couple of plays every game where he's going to beat that linebacker, break a tackle, and turn it into a 15, 20-yard chunk play. That's a highlight to me. I'll get back to my defensive one, but who are your highlight players for the Chargers in 2021? Yeah, I mean, so many awesome choices. The Chargers have a lot of weapons on both sides of the ball. On offense, since you know you went with Austin Eckler, I'm going to go with Keenan Allen. And for me, it's because I think they're going to use Keenan Allen to attack the deeper part of the field this season. I think that that's some, a part of his game that he knows that's been missing. I know that he wants to add that element. We all know how incredible he is in the short and the intermediate areas of the field. He's just dominant. He's his route running, his ability to get open, it's it's pretty much second to none. But I know he wants to add that deep threat element and I know he can do it. So I I expect to see some bigger highlights, some long highlights for Keenan Allen, some deep highlights for Keenan Allen this season. And then on defense, I'm gonna just do it now. And it's Derwin James. Yeah. Derwin James is gonna be everywhere if he's healthy and on the football field, he just I've said it many times, he can impact the game so many different different ways. The ability for a highlight to happen just with all the skill sets that he brings to the table is extremely high for me with Derwin James because of all the things that he can do. So it's gotta be Derwin. And also I liked I like K9 too. I mean, because he's gonna be rushing more, he's gonna be getting out to the quarterback more, he's gonna be 
running downhill. He's going to be running sideline to sideline. I think we see some tackles, a lot more tackles for loss this year for him. So those are a couple of guys I'm really excited to watch. Yeah, I mean, I think Kenneth Murray is a nice little sleeper pick because I do think he's going to have some highlights. I think with Derwin James, it's just not only does he have the ability to take the ball away, which is, a, you know, a highlight, but he also has the ability to light somebody up, which is another highlight. Exactly. Take one to the house. I mean, get a sack. Like, he has the ability to do all those things. And like, I we mean, saw a picture of him standing up next to Joey Bosa, and, I mean, that's got to be absolutely terrifying. Yeah, exactly. So I think Derwin James is the only answer there. But there's a couple more guys that are definitely going to be highlight roles, highlight reels for the Chargers in 2021. But we do have another question here to get into, maybe a little rivalry here. And before I get into that, make sure to call in and leave us your voicemails if you guys want to get in on this action. The number is 323-524-7924. But Zach might not be the only super fan and he might not even be the only super fan from Florida. So let's hear what super fan Mark has for us this week. Hey guys, this is super fan Mark from Florida. Why can't we have more than one super fan from this state? Hey, love the show. Glad to hear you guys back on daily now. Very excited about the upcoming season. I just wanted to get your take on one thing. Uh, it has gotten really old the last several years under head coach North, North Turner, Mike McCoy, and Anthony Lynn. It's like, meet the new boss, same as the old boss, when it comes to the offensive game plan. So many games, the Bulls have got a lead after halftime, whether it's three points or 20 points, and it's like halfway through the third quarter, we're already trying to run out the clock, pulling back on the reins, stop trying to stretch the field, and just run right into the line of scrimmage, and it's three and out and it always ends up in a Chargers loss. I want you guys to convince me, if you can, and our other loyal Bolt listeners, that that is not going to be the case this year. You know, we've, uh, we've wasted one quarterback's career doing this kind of stuff, and please tell me we're not going to waste this guy's, this, this quarterback's career doing the same kind of thing. Hopefully you can, uh, you can encourage me in that way. Thanks a lot, you guys. Go Bolts. Well, Zach... The gauntlet has been laid down by our boy Mark here. Two dun, dun, dun. super fans, neither one of them from California where the Chargers play. Great question here. I mean, and this is something, I mean, I'm going to be hesitant, you know, to fully buy into until you see it just because this is a problem that has spanned through multiple coaching snaps and things like that. And it's something we haven't seen them remedy yet and you kind of have to see it before you believe it. But maybe I'll take the other side of the coin on this one and think about just not even the fact that it's the offense, but I think that the defense is going to be so much more aggressive than it has been in the years past, where the Chargers, you know, prevent defense, playing soft, playing off, all of the things that we've seen from them, giving up these leads, because yes, the offense isn't scoring later in games to cause some of these to be losses in the past, but right now with Brain and Staley, I think that's where I get the most faith that he's going to go for the kill. He's going to go for the win defensively and kind of want to take it into his own hands. So the offense will have to be better later in games, but I think the defense is going to help the Chargers close out a lot more of these games. Yeah, no question. But, I mean, I think one of his main concerns was about the, you know, just the offense in general and how it was so vanilla and so predictable. Uh, I think there's plenty of reasons to 
you know, think that it's going to be different this year. And uh, I mean, I go back to a press conference that Joe Lombardi had back in June and he said, you know, you start with a base defense, you know, get elements from San Francisco, from Shane Day, you get concepts from Sean Serrett and Frank Smith, and you kind of meld those things together. But when it comes to game time, you start attacking defenses with the specific pieces that you have, and that changes game by game. You said they're going to use a lot of tempo. They want to force a lot of communication, which they want to do on both sides of the ball. Brandon Staley says that he wants complementary football on defense and on offense, so they're kind of applying the same concepts. Use a lot of personnel groupings, force a lot of communication, and put them in conflict, which is what Brandon Staley wants to do to these defenses and to these opposing offenses. So I do think it's going to be different. Also, Brandon Staley believes in the those analytics. He uh, really wants to be on the cutting edge. So I think he's going to make better decisions and the play calling is going to be better. So I think there's a lot of reasons to think that it's going to look a lot different and a lot better this season. Yeah, I mean, I think um, the way I kind of took the question was, hey, are the Chargers going to get up late in the game and just run the football again? And I think there's a lot of reason to believe the Chargers just aren't going to sit on their morals under Brandon Staley because it doesn't seem like He's the type of guy to get rattled and just try to kind of salt a game away. Just doesn't seem like that type. But let's get to another quick voicemail here. This time we are going to Devin from L.A. Let's hear what he has for us. Hey, guys. This is Devin from L.A., uh, longtime Charger fan. I just have a, uh, a cool question about uh, about Justin Herbert's arm for you guys. Um, if, they, if the quarterback were to have a throwing contest just in terms of length, how do you think Justin Herbert would stack up against the rest of the league? I know he has that flat-footed 65-yard throw. Um, I, we all know Josh Allen has a huge arm. Uh, we've all, I'm sure we've all seen that video of Patrick Mahomes throwing the football at the stadium. Um, I mean, I think, I think our guy's probably going to be at the top three for sure in terms of just all-out arm strength and, and distance that he could throw. But just curious to get your guys' uh, thoughts on that. I know there's not a lot going on right now, so I think it might be a fun subject to talk about. It's always fun to talk about uh, Justin Herbert, our golden boy. So uh, once again, you guys are having a great job, uh, doing a great job. Uh, keep up the good work and uh, bolt up, baby. So I know my list. I mean, mine's pretty set. Justin Herbert came in seventh on the Madden arm strength rankings amongst quarterbacks, which was blasphemous. David, if you're lining up all the strong armed quarterbacks in the NFL, where do you think Justin Herbert ends up? So, I mean, I've seen some crazy-ass videos lately. I mean, I saw Aaron Rodgers throw a ball like what looked like 300 yards. I mean, just out to some yachts out in the ocean. So I have to put him on the list. Josh Allen has a crazy, crazy strong arm. Pat Mahomes has a crazy strong arm. So for me, I think i got to put him at four. And, I mean, that, that could change. But there's some, some guys that really have some extremely strong arms and great arm talent. So I put him at four. I think he still has an incredible, incredible arm. And, you know, hey, that could change. But four for me. Yeah, and Madden had him behind Mahomes, Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers, Baker Mayfield, Zach Wilson, Matt <laughs> Stafford. So I think Matt Stafford has a case. I think him and Herbert would be close. I'm going to go with third. I'm going to say it's Josh okay. Allen one, Patrick Mahomes two. Justin Herbert in third place. I'll give him the edge over Aaron Rodgers, even though Aaron Rodgers still has a ridiculous arm. I'm going to say Justin Herbert's arm is a little bit better these days, even if Aaron Rodgers might have been a little bit better coming out of Cal. But that is going to do it for this segment. We do have one more segment to get into, though. So we're going to talk about some inner 
Locked on beef that we have with the Peacock and Williamson show. And also if the Chargers could be potentially a top 10 defense and much more coming up right after this. But first thing I need to tell you guys that the official betting sponsor of the Locked on Chargers podcast is betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. If you guys aren't in it right now, you're really missing out, especially because you have the Olympics going on right now and you can bet on everything pretty much at the Olympics, but you also have baseball going on. You have an interim heavyweight title fight going on this weekend in the UFC, and there's going to be a lot of big-time bets getting placed on that. And if you guys only like betting on football, there's a ton of NFL futures you guys can be betting on right now. And you can also bet on the Chargers' Week 1 matchup against the Washington football team. They're a one-point favorite. If you're feeling really good about that matchup, you guys can head over there and get in on that action right now and we can even give you guys some free money to play with if you head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today you can receive a free 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code locked on that's promo code locked on all caps one word at bet online your online sportsbook experts all right david well there are a couple more voicemails to get into here that i want to talk about and thank you guys for contributing and putting your voice and your thoughts onto the show we love having you guys on but once again, the number is 323-524-7924 if you guys want to get your voices on the show. But let's get to another one here, David, because we might have some interlocked on podcast network beef going on with the Peacock and Williamson show. Let's hear what first-time caller Amber from Tucson has for us this week. Hey, guys. This is Amber from Tucson, Arizona. I've been listening to your guys' podcast for probably three or four months now. And you mentioned the Peacock and Williamson Locked On podcast, and I checked them out, too. They mentioned something a couple weeks ago about the rivalries within each division. And for the AFC West, they said Broncos Chiefs, which was really odd, in my opinion, considering how irrelevant the Broncos have been in the last couple seasons. They also said that the Chargers don't really have much of a rivalry interest right now, which I thought was strange, considering I think that we hold our own in every divisional game, especially as of late. I don't know. Just wanted to hear your guys' opinion on that and see what you guys thought. Anyways, bolt up. Well, Amber, I definitely think you just brought some beef to the show today. I know that you sent this voicemail in a while ago, but I think that's pretty dumb to think that the Broncos are the number one Chiefs rival. I mean, the Chargers have beat them, what, twice since 2018, they had the one 2018, one last year. That's not great. The Broncos have beat them zero times in that span. So I don't see how that could be the biggest rivalry in the division right there. I mean, if anything, there would be a better case for the Raiders, who have won a game against them, right? Have split the series one and one the last two seasons. So I don't really get that, David. I think that even though, you know, the Chargers still have to show that they can be competitive and win games against Patrick Mahomes more than just that one time in 2018. But if you would think there was any team in the going in the right direction to do that, to me, it's the Chargers. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I thought this was crazy when I heard this, to be honest. I mean, and the fact that they don't have any prospects, I mean, 
I mean, back in the early 2000s, the Chargers dominated the Raiders. I mean, that was an obvious, uh, you know, battle between those two teams, an obvious rivalry. But now I think it's the Chargers and the Chiefs. I mean, you look at all these other teams in the division. The the Broncos don't know who the quarterback is. The Raiders' defense is really shaky. The Chargers are on the up and up, and the Chiefs are who they are. So I think if you look at anybody in this division, it has to be the Chargers and the Chiefs. One the thing here is like, you know, if you're asking the Chargers, they're going to say the Chiefs, even though I think that the Chargers fan base has the most bad blood, right, with the Raiders, I would say, out of all the teams. I feel like Chargers fans hate the Raiders fans the most out of any other, you know, AFC West fan bases. But at the same time, if you're just talking about storylines going forward, I don't think it's Patrick Mahomes versus the Denver Broncos defense. I think it's Patrick Mahomes versus Justin Herbert. Two of the young, bright stars at quarterback in the league. And right now, you know, you're getting, what, at least eight more matchups between the two of them, right? With Justin Herbert going through the fifth year of his rookie contract at the very least. I think that's the storyline here. I mean, I think that's what the NFL would be pulling for, for sure. Having these two guys dueling it out on Sundays and having those games be competitive. And Amber, you're right. The games have all been competitive. If they can get one this year... I think that that's the rivalry, the premier rivalry in the AFC West, even though there isn't maybe as many crazy historical games that would forge that kind of rivalry. I think right now the Chiefs know that the Chargers are the closest team to them, and I think that's the team they're the most afraid of when they're thinking deeply at night and they don't want to say those things out loud. But we do have one more voicemail to get into. We have Ivan from Victorville, one of our favorites, calling back in again. Let's hear what he has for us. What's going on, fellas? Ivan from Victorville here. Uh, it's been a while, no voice notes going out. Uh, a lot of content being dropped, man. Want to touch base with you guys. Man, first, uh, first of all, the offensive line. Oh my god, I think that, I don't want to get overexcited, man, but I think this is going to be, uh, probably one of the best lines we have. I mean, besides Blaga, I mean, uh, injury, so we'll see, uh, how that plays out, but, uh, Slater locking down uh, Bosa. I know it was only one rip, I believe, but uh, man, that's a good sign, right? Also, our defense, our defense. I feel like everybody that's been doing interviews, they're just uh, ecstatic, man. Uh, Brandon Staley's really, really working wonders. Uh, they all bought in uh, very, very quickly, and uh, I think we're going to have a, a pretty tough, I mean, maybe like 10, top 10 defense. What do you guys think? Um, also, I don't know if you guys caught, I've seen on, uh, on Guilty as Charged, uh, they had a YouTube of uh, Mike Williams kind of half-assing a, a rep. I don't know if you guys seen it. What are you guys' thoughts on that? I know Tyron went down, um, Guyton went down. I don't think those are long-term injuries, but uh, how do you guys think that's going to shake up? But yeah, man, I look forward to uh, hearing you guys. Both, uh, oh, I'll be at FanFest. I'll try to catch you guys there, man. So there's a bunch of different places we can go here. First, I'll start by saying I have seen videos of Mike Williams seemingly kind of half-assing it going through drills, right? And, I mean, it is very apparent when you're going up to next to guys like a Josh Palmer or Tyron Johnson or young guys that are just really out there going 110% all the time. I'm not willing to just say, hey, he's lazy and, like, this is him all the time just from that. But I understand the frustration if you're seeing a video like that thinking like, hey, what is this guy doing? It's not as if he's been the most consistent over his time with the Chargers. And this is a huge year for him going into a contract season. But 
Ivan is very excited about the Chargers defense and the Chargers offensive line. I do think it has the potential to be one of the best lines the Chargers have had in a long time. But the defense is a little trickier, David, because I think defensively, obviously, if you're given health and you have Derwin James, Joey Bosa, Kenneth Murray, Drew Tranquil, Asante Samuel Jr., Michael Davis. Like, if you tell me all those guys are going to be really healthy, even as your Adderall you could potentially throw in there, yeah, I could definitely buy in and, you know, feel really good about saying the Chargers are going to have a top 10 defense. Yesterday, we're talking about them having a top five offense. If you're a top five offense and a top five, a top 10 defense, you're doing pretty well. I mean, that's I mean, a playoff I mean, at least most team. of the time, right? Don't ask the Chargers a couple of years ago, but most of the time, absolutely. Yeah, I think you're referencing the 2010 Chargers, which was a disaster. And Phillip Rivers had a lot of picks that year. I think he had 20 picks that year, too, in the special yeah. teams was awful, but I don't feel 100% in saying that they're going to be a top 10 defense. I mean, there's definitely some depth concerns that we just have to see play out because we haven't seen some of these guys that could have roles for the Chargers defense, and we don't know how they're going to respond if someone does end up getting injured, knock on wood, but that's always kind of what you see when you see what a defense is made of, you know, seeing if guys like Nas and Jerry Tillery took a step and Kenneth Murray so much to kind of unpack there, David. I'm not fully comfortable saying it yet, but, I mean, it definitely has that potential. And I think Brandon Staley and his scheme, like Justin Jones talked about yesterday, could be a really nice way to throw teams off balance and really, even if they're not the best defense talent-wise in the league, getting the most out of them that way, like Brandon Staley did with the Rams. Yeah, well, I trust Brandon Staley to get more out of these players than I did Gus Bradley. And and I trust this scheme because it's going to be more multiple. They're going to use more personnel groupings. They're going to stress out the defense. I think Brandon Staley is a better defensive coordinator, a more current defensive coordinator. He's going to involve those analytics. I trust him to get more out of this scheme and more out of these players than the previous regime. I trust him too as well. I just don't know if it's top 10 defense. I mean, if he did it with that defense last year, and took that defense to number one in the NFL, I think he could definitely do it with the Chargers defense. But so much can change before before now and the start of the season. So we kind of have to wait and see on that one a little bit. But I'm very, very excited to see what it looks like. And hopefully, Ivan, we can catch up with you at FanFest. So tomorrow we'll probably be putting out exactly where we're going to be sitting and all those things. David is flying all the way out from Texas to come do FanFest with you guys and come out. Hang out with me up at SoFi Stadium. I know we're both stoked about it. We'll be reporting from SoFi and telling you everything that's going on at the practice if you're not able to be there. And if you are able to be there, come up, hang out, say hi to us or whatever. We love interacting with you guys in real life too, or IRL, as the kids like to say. But that is going to do it for today's show. We'll still be back with you guys tomorrow and kind of recap some of the things that we've learned so far in training camp, give you the latest news coming out. Maybe some good press conference sounds. Who knows? But to make sure you don't miss it, make sure to follow the show wherever you get your podcast from, whether that's Spotify, the new Odyssey app, Google Podcasts, or Apple Podcasts. You can find us on all of those, and you can find us on our social media as well. I'm at I'm on Twitter at DanTalkSports. David's on Twitter at DroTalkSD, and you can also find our show Twitter page at LockedOnLAC. We also have an at LockedOnChargers Instagram page and our LockedOnChargers Facebook page if you guys like any of those pages or follow us on any of those things, we post the shows there every day. And if you're on a platform that doesn't have the show on a weekday, something has gone wrong, go to our Twitter or Instagram, check out the link tree, and you can find a different place to find it. But 
Thanks again for the voicemailers today. If you guys want to be the next ones on the show, the number is 323-524-7924, and we try to get every Chargers voicemail played on the show. If you like the show, please make sure to rate and review wherever you listen to the podcast from. We would really appreciate it, and it helps us keep this thing going. But we'll be back with you guys tomorrow to help you kick off the weekend right. But until then, take it easy and go Bolts.